The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, look at that. We made it to another Friday here on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Congratulations, everyone. It was only a two-day week for most of us, but still, Friday is Friday, and we've got another packed show for you. Let me tell you about it. Our guests this afternoon will include Shannon DeBeston, uh, City's uh, Civic Events and Festivals, uh, from the City's Civic Events and Festival Unit. Uh, we'll have uh, Aaron Woodrick. Really looking forward to this conversation. He's the director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, and uh, each year the uh, CTF puts out a naughty and nice list and we'll find out which government agencies made which list. Uh, coming up after three, uh, Lieutenant Governor of Alberta, the Honorable Lois Mitchell. Uh, she'll be on uh, the phone with me to talk about the annual New Year's Day levy. And then at 3.35, a voice you haven't heard for quite some time here on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News, Todd Hirsch will join me. He, of course, is the chief uh, economist for ATB Financial with a look back at 2018 and the Alberta economy. We also have a four-part series. Well, it's not really a four-part series. It's a series that we've broken up into four parts from our sister station, AM640 in Toronto. Jamie Tawill put together a year-end look back at the biggest stories that made headlines in our country from coast to coast, including Alberta and some in Edmonton. Uh, and Jamie Twill's uh, piece, I'll, I'll play those throughout the afternoon. They're eight or nine minutes long, but really worthwhile. When you hear one of these year-end, these are the stories, uh, I'll tell you, maybe you'll have a different reaction than I did, but my reaction was, wow, was that all in 2018? You, you start... You think back about various stories, the big ones, the fires, uh, Humboldt, uh, there's a lot of them. And you just think, that's going to be years ago now. And no, a lot of these stories uh, just happened in the last year. We'll also um, take some resolutions from you because this is, of course, our last show of 2018. I'll be back on, I want to say, Wednesday of next week. Uh, so I thought we could have some fun uh, throughout the afternoon, if you want to uh, tweet or not tweet, text to six thirty six thirty your New Year's resolutions. Put your name to them, so we put you on record. And remember that that is the first step towards keeping a New Year's resolution is to actually put it, uh, put your name to it, and put it out there. So, if you want to text us on our text line six thirty six thirty, I'll read them throughout the afternoon. And, uh, and then we'll check in with you maybe a, a month down the road and see how you're making out with those resolutions. Um, I did want to mention as well that uh, this is Friday, and typically on Friday we have the big blue folder, but we've got such a packed show. I'm not really sure how much time I'm going to have on my hands to dive into that folder, but I did put together uh, the weirdest stories primarily from North America, but from around the world as well, from 2018. So time permitting, I'll uh, dive into the big blue folder and check on that as well. Uh, if you want a, a story that's sort of uh, fluid and you want to keep track of it for uh, pure entertainment value, I would uh, recommend that you follow my co-host, Jalen Nye, 
on Twitter or Facebook to see her adventures as they unfold. Uh, she's had quite a hard time, apparently, getting herself to New Orleans. She was headed there, of course. I think she's catching a cruise, if I'm not mistaken. I know she told me several times, but I may have been distracted. Uh, but I've been watching her account. Uh, she tweeted yesterday, uh, almost 24 hours again ago, after flying to what she thought would be New Orleans, she tweeted, well, it's not New Orleans, it's a Houston airport hotel, and no, we won't get all the way to New Orleans tomorrow, only to Baton Rouge. That's the best they could do after all the flights were canceled, but uh, road trip, so time for a beer and make the best of it. And then about five and a half hours ago, she tweeted, update from Louisiana, made it to Baton Rouge, our luggage didn't. Five-star Uber driver Carla is now driving us to New Orleans. We're told our luggage is at the airport. Please let it be there, fingers crossed. And uh, four hours ago, boom, got the luggage, French Quarter bound. And then finally, about 10 minutes ago, happy, happy place. Took a while to get to NOLA, but every journey comes with a story. So there you go. My co-host has successfully uh, burned off the first two days of her vacation, which was meant to be spent, I think, prior to the ship sailing, uh, walking around the French Quarter and having a good time. But, hey, an adventure is as good as a rest. So listen, um, as I say, start texting us 630-630, your New Year's resolutions. We'll get to them. Brendan Escott is our uh, in-studio producer this afternoon. You produce inside, or not inside sports, Oilers Now. I sure do. That, that's awfully exciting. So you're you're pulling double duty again today. That's right. For at least part of the afternoon. Well, just a couple more hours with you. It's not that bad. No, working with me is a joy. I've, I've been told. It sure is. Um, I mostly just say that to myself. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, <laughs> nothing that I've really nailed myself to this year. <laughs> um, it's, you know, everybody's got the standards. Let, let's eat a little healthier. Let's save a little more money, right? Let's get back Brandy, in the gym. you're young, you're fit, uh, you're you're relatively good looking, and you've got a great job. Relatively. So, well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't, uh, I'm not a good judge of these well, kind of you. things. Do you, what do you need to resolve? Do you smoke? No. Do you gamble? No. I think you're good. Your resolution should be just not change much. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, why not? I like that. You know what? I'm holding you to that. All right, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. In other words, you don't want me to change much. Right. Because I gamble, drink, and uh, smoke. So Neither one of us needs to change as long as we're both happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm terribly happy. Uh, in case you need something to uh, sort of get your mind working around what uh, resolution you should be thinking out, you'll recall yesterday when I had a trainer in studio, I said that three of the four top resolutions were about exercise and uh, weight and, that, and eating healthier as Brenda just mentioned. So here's your top 10. We'll take our first break, um, and maybe you can start texting me at 6.30, 6.30. The uh, number 10 resolution, uh, according to a recent survey, was to travel more. Number nine was to learn a new skill. Number eight was spend more time with family. Really? Uh, number seven, get more sleep. Number six, stick to a budget, finally. Number five, reduce stress. Number four, lose weight. Number three, save money. Number two, eat healthier. And finally, number one, exercise more. That word more is throwing me off. I think we could probably remove that. We'd be good to go. Uh, we'll take our first break, get it out of the way. When we come back, I'll be talking with Shannon DeBeston, city uh, from the city's Civic Events and Festivals Unit. We'll find out what the city has planned for New Year's Eve. 
All right, welcome back to the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. I asked our listeners to um, give us your New Year's uh, Eve or New Year's resolutions and assign them. Remember, you have to put your name on it, or at least your initials, some of them already coming in. Uh, so a resolution of mine is to save money for Christmas. A uh, friend of my mother's did this, and it sounds like it's the one for me. It's a 52-week challenge, save a dollar the first week, two the second, and so on for 52 weeks. But I'm going to do it crisscross, a dollar the first week, 51 the second, three the third, 49 the fourth, and so on, and so on. Okay, Happy New Year to you and to you as well. Uh, my year, New Year's resolution is to eat more, be more offensive, and stop caring about everything. All right, D.Y. And uh, Larry says, um, my resolution, Larry says, still working on quit, quitting smoking, but maybe I'll just quit making New Year's resolutions. Sure. And uh, this one, I intend to continue to reduce the clutter in my life. I will release the stuff I don't need and buy less and accept less physical items and gifts. Less stuff. I'm doing a great job so far over the past few weeks. All right, keep those uh, New Year's resolutions coming in at 6.30, 6.30. I'll read them as I have time to. Right now, however, if you haven't made plans uh, yet for your New Year's Eve, you might want to check out the family-friendly programming, which will take place on the Alberta Ledge grounds. Joining me with more details is Shannon DeBestin with the city's Civic Events and Festivals Unit. Hi, Shannon. Hi there. I, you know what? I have to ask because I didn't know that the city had a Civic uh, Events and Festivals Unit. So uh, wh what does your department do? So when you see all the big events that come into the city, Red Bull, uh, even our festivals like Taste of Edmonton, we have a team of staff that work with those organizers to make it a success. Oh, nice stuff. Well, we'll have to yeah. run the Edmonton Comedy Festival by you sometime. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell us what's going on on uh, New Year's Eve. It's an annual event, but it's a little different every year. What have you got this year? Yeah. So as you outlined already, we're down at the Alberta Ledge Grounds again this year. So it's a free family-friendly programming that we're running from 6 to 9 p.m. in the Federal Building, the Visitor Centre, and inside the Pedways uh, for the indoor programming, and then outside on the Capitol Plaza. And we'll finish off with fireworks at 9 p.m. Okay, so let's start with the family-friendly entertainment then. What does that entail exactly? There will be live music, some roving performers, games, some lantern making going on inside, and uh, some a light installation, as well as outside. There's going to be some ice carvings, fire pits, bannock making, and some more live music. Did you say bannock making? Yeah, you bet. That's bread, isn't it? You betcha. Ooh, look at for me. Open fire. Didn't even have to Google it. So who puts those kind of things on for you? Where do you find bannock makers to teach others? Uh, so we have some of our own city staff that do some of that with our outdoor programming team. So they'll come out and help with those sort of things. And then some of the other elements we contract out and hire people who specialize in the area. Gotcha. So you mentioned uh, fireworks as well. But before we get to that, so if people are coming down for this family-friendly entertainment, which sounds great, by the way. Um, is there restaurants? Is there food trucks? Is there other activities going on that you're partnering with? Yeah, you bet. We're going to have some food trucks down there, and we're encouraging people to take the LRT or transit, which is free from 5 p.m. on, so that they can... Um, there'll be some traffic disruption with some road closures to support the event, so it's best if people go towards public transportation to come down. And yeah, they can grab a bite while they're down there. Okay, sounds good. So you mentioned the fireworks. What time do they go off? 
they go off at nine. So we have um, all the programming inside and outside that will kind of gear down around 845. We'll encourage people to go out onto the plaza to watch the show at nine o'clock. Okay, and then everything wraps up down there at? Just shortly after the fireworks. So it's about an eight or 10 minute show. And then after that, so the federal building actually closes at nine. So we'll be encouraging people to move outside <laughs> so that they can enjoy the show and then make their way home as or wherever politely. their next location is. Yeah, as politely as possible. Get out. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> you know, that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I know a lot of times you see New Year's Eve uh, whatevers and they're wrapped by 9 or 10. You think, well, wait a minute, midnight's the big night. But this is a family-friendly event that you could take the kids to, then bring them home and then do your adult whatever New Year's Eve activity. Absolutely. It allows you that uh, double party time, if you like. Yeah, exactly right. And who doesn't like that? Uh, if people want more information on this, Shannon, where do they go? Uh, we're encouraging people to go to our website, edmonton.ca slash New Year's Eve. Okay, sounds good. Now, before I let you go, because I've been hearing you on our news uh, throughout the morning and part of the afternoon talking about last year. So let's talk about that for a second. Sure. You know, I think about this all the time because we are the festival city. Um, I run a festival, but it's indoors. So weather is rarely a factor for me unless we get heavy, heavy snowfall, which, of course, impacts everybody. But when you're organizing something like this and it's outdoors, um, and you can't move it because New Year's Eve is New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So, what kind of contingency plans do you make? So, I think that's where last year was a really great opportunity for us with the extreme temperatures that came through. This year, our planning allowed for a little bit more indoor programming, and like I said, that um, light installation that we have inside it's just going to make it more warm and welcoming environment inside. So, should temperatures get really cold? which we're saying minus 25 or colder with wind chill, that will result in our outdoor programming canceling, then people can come inside and enjoy the festivities still. Fireworks will still go ahead with the cold weather. What will determine whether or not those get canceled will be really the wind factor and the safety of everybody in and around the area. For sure. Now, how does a person find out if they're planning to go as to whether or not the outdoor activities have been canceled? I, I don't want to jinx you or anything, but... No, we're, we're hoping the weather's going to shift a bit because it's, right now it's looking like New Year's Eve is the coldest day that week. Yeah. <laughs> but we're hoping that'll shift a little and then maybe, you know, a different day can be colder for us. But uh, we will be updating the website um, and we're going to be looking at the weather by noon on Sunday and then we'll provide those updates on our website, social media. People can call 311 and just plan their day accordingly. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Just one last question before I let you go. You mentioned ice carving. Is this professional ice carvers or is this something that anybody can come and try carving ice? Great question. It is professional ice carvers. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's a good idea. Maybe we can explore that in the future. Do you know I've tried it and I don't recommend it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I don't mean I've tried to, you know, put on uh, anything, you know, as part of a festival that, hey, come on down and carve ice. I've actually tried carving ice. It's one of those things that looks really easy, and uh, man, is that difficult. Gives you a different appreciation for that type of art, hey? It sure does, because it looks as though they're really taking a full swing at that bad boy, and really they're just chipping, and oh, so delicately, and they seem to know where the critical points are on the blocks. Yeah, it's fascinating art that they create, that is for sure. Yeah, it really is, you know, and considering that the art's not going to last, right, because they all melt, but the only time I tried it, I I really, I had nothing to, you know, I hadn't produced anything yet uh, when I was given the advice to sort of chip the edges off, and I cracked 
in half. I basically made yeah. ice for a glass is what I did. <laughs> but still. Well, you found another use. It's yeah, perfect. <laughs> exactly right. It's still art. Uh, okay. Appreciate it, Shannon. Thanks very much for this and for letting us know what's going on and for the other work you do uh, throughout the year. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me on your show. All right. Always a pleasure. That was Shannon DeBeston, City's uh, Civic Events and Festival Unit. And we've been asking you to text us what your... Uh, that's what, your New Year's resolution. Sorry for laughing. Uh, Sarah B. is joining the uh, clutter revolution. Uh, and this one, I intend to continue to reduce the clutter. Why do you want to get rid of the clutter, eh? And, uh, yep, that's about it for now. So keep those texts coming at 6.30, 6.30, and I'll read them out. And uh, I just, I left my folder just out of reach. Hang on. There we go. The problem with being here by myself is that I can't point to my co-host and ask them to fill in while I grab some paper. So I said as uh, time would permit, and it permits right now, I dive into some of the big blue folder stories that we've got. Um, but these didn't make the folder. These are actually from today. And I'm, I'm excited that I have this news because given the fact that we're talking about New Year's resolutions and given the fact that most people, as our in-studio producer said, I said, and a couple of you said on our text line, you don't want to get healthier, want to lose weight, this kind of thing. Listen to this. There's a study that just came out. It's from UC Irvine Institute for Memory Impairment and Neurological Disorders. I'm not sure why they did this study, but I'm grateful they, they did. The conclusion of their study was that people who drink moderate amounts of alcohol or coffee and are overweight in their 70s live longer lives. Take a second with that. People who drink moderate amounts of alcohol or coffee and are overweight in their 70s, live longer. The research uh, started uh, a study in 2003 to look at what, what makes people live past the age of 90. And they say participants in the study who drank moderate amount of alcohol or coffee lived longer than those who abstained from either. In addition, people who are overweight in their 70s lived longer than people who are normal or underweight in their 70s. So if you've made it to 70, I guess, I guess the key here is to be healthy until 70 and then maybe this is just god's gift to man that if you can make it to 70 you can let yourself go so i actually only have 10 years that i have to struggle through if i can make it to 70 uh it's nothing but beer and pizza and uh coffee for me so something to keep in mind and is that not typical that one year something's unhealthy and the next year it's healthy and then the next year it contains something you shouldn't eat and whatever but this one was pretty clear so Make it to 70, folks. And how about this? Uh, a lot of talk shows talking about it today, including Morley Scott this morning uh, here on 630 Chad, but nobody's able to play the audio of this. And let me explain. So do you remember that whole Yanny or Laurel thing? And everybody, not everybody, you either heard Yanny or you heard Laurel, and it, it went viral, and I know we played it here on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News at the time, and Jalen heard one thing and I heard another. It turns out there's another one out there, and it's just gone viral, and people are talking about it, but they're only talking about it online and on social media. Most, if not all, radio stations are not playing it because of what people are hearing. So I saw the headline, and I played it, and I heard something that you could air on radio. So I didn't know what anyone was talking about. Then I read the story to see what other people were hearing. As soon as I read the story, I could no longer hear 
anything but this word. So it's Grover, you know, from Sesame Street. Uh, and a Reddit user posted a six-second video from Sesame Street. This just happened yesterday. And you can find it on Reddit or you can just Google um, Grover and the F-bomb. Uh, it's it, The actual video is entitled, Seriously, Did Grover Just Drop the F-bomb? And people are hearing that favorite Muppet saying either, yes, yes, that's a... Uh, either, let me put it another way. They're either hearing, yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea, or they're hearing, yes, yes, that's a bleeping excellent idea. The uh, thread has already received over 84,000 upvotes. Uh, so try it. You know, not if you're offended easily by that word, but if you're not, um, give it a try. Like I say, you just Google, seriously, did Grover just drop the F-bomb? And like I say, when I heard it for the first time, I'm like, what did... What is this about? Because it's clearly to me, he was saying, yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. But once you know what you're listening for, you won't be able to hear that anymore. And uh, one last one. I've just got 30 seconds. A quick one. Get it out of the way because I've got so many of these this afternoon. Uh, here's an interesting theft, and it happened down in Florida, uh, of course. A University of Central Florida bookstore employee has been convicted now. It turns out he's, uh, over the years, he's been stealing dozens of textbooks, so one at a time. So not every day and not all the time, but occasionally he would just take a textbook, slide it under his jacket and leave the store. And of course, no one challenged him because he works there. And then what he did is went to another couple of bookstores and sold them the book. Uh, they estimate that he has stolen $24,000 worth of textbooks over a 14-month period. And uh, police say that they're continuing to investigate that number might go up. At this point, they're able to prove he stole at least 110 books. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.